Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. I'm excited tonight. Um, I've got a, a word that's stirring on the inside of me, and... and um, I want to share it with you tonight. Um, as I was preparing this afternoon, um, it's rare on a Sunday afternoon that I can't lay down and take a nap. But this afternoon, I was kind of like Pastor Greg. I just, I just couldn't take a nap. You know, I, I laid down and I tried to rest, but, but there was just something stirring on the inside of me, and maybe that's why, why you never can nap because God's just always stirring on the inside. Hallelujah! But, but I was, I was just laying there, and the Lord spoke this, this phrase to me. He said, he is, you are, and it shall. And when he said that, I was like, ooh, hold on. Let me get my, let me get my notes out and write that down. Maybe, maybe that's for tonight. And, and, and then he rephrased it again. He said, he is, I am, and it shall. And so I want to tell you tonight that he is, you are, and it shall come to pass. He is, you are, and it shall. You know, it's almost like in 2020, you know, when March hit of 2020, there was like this great pause button that got hit on some things. Anybody recognize that? That like things that, that, that God had spoken, things that, that we were geared up for, and all of a sudden a pause button was hit, and things were like, you know, and all of a sudden we had to shift direction and, and, and kind of adapt to, to the situation we found ourselves in, and, and, and things became uh, uh, uncharted territory. But let me tell you that the pause button has been unpaused. Now, y'all, y'all don't want me to preach this tonight. I said, let me tell you something. The pause button has been hit, and it's been unpaused. We're not in 2020 anymore. And so we've got to throw aside and throw away the things that 2020 uh, uh, brought to the table and move into the season that God has put us in right now. The pause button, God's hit play. He's hit play again. Glory to God. And I don't know about you, but... When I grew up, we didn't have uh, uh, remotes right away. So kids were the remotes. Any, anybody grew up in my age, you were the remote. And, and, and if you wanted the movie paused, you had to go over there and pause it, right? You didn't just sit there and pause it. You had to go and push that big silver button in the middle, pause. But then when you wanted to play, you go and make your popcorn or whatever. You come back and you hit that play button, right? Well, how many know God can speak and say it's time to pause or it's time to play, but we've got to go and engage what, what God's speaking, amen? And so I'm just saying that the pause button, it's time to unpause the things that God has put on your heart. It's time to unpause the things that he's been stirring you about. It's time to unpause the plans and the purposes and the desires. It's not time to shrink back. It's not time to just say, ah, you know, I don't know what 2021 holds because things didn't turn out the way that I thought they were last year and, and things didn't turn out the way I thought they would at the beginning of this year. And that doesn't, you know, God is not concerned or deviated because of the things that, that, that you thought were going to happen or weren't going to thought, thought weren't going to happen. 
He's not bothered by it. He wasn't taken by surprise in 2020, and we found out he was faithful. We found out he was good. We found out that he was true. And hallelujah, he was the healer, and he was the deliverer. Amen. He is, he was, and he will be. Glory to God. But let me tell you something. He is still the God that is more than enough. He is still the God who is into expanding. He is still the God who is into uh, you growing and increasing and pressing on towards the mark of the high calling of God. He's not interested in you taking a vacation because 2020 was hard. He's interested in you pressing into more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Not out of effort, but pressing into more of him. And coming up and coming out of what, what things have been. Glory to God. And brushing the dirt off. Glory to God. And really, I mean, honestly, this church has been like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. We came out not even smelling the smoke. Oh, <laughs> I said we came out of 2020 not even smelling like smoke. You couldn't smell smoke on us. Glory to God. And the only things that were burned off are the, were the, the things that were, that were put around our wrists as we were thrown into the furnace of 2020. We got more free. Glory to God. We got more, more redeemed. Hallelujah. We, got, we walked in more. Glory to God. And so it's time for us to just let go of the fiery furnace days and realize that now the king has said, okay, it's time to celebrate. <laughs> so I'm stirred. I'm going to go to, I wasn't planning on starting here, but I'm going to start here just because it is my, one of my favorite sections of verses. Over in Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 2, uh, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. It says, and let God stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. No. Somebody said, yeah, No. <laughs> Don't worry, I get pastor catches me saying amen at the wrong time too. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm on the front row, you know, so it's extra embarrassing. Um, it says, "Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare; lengthen your own cords, and strengthen your stakes." For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Hallelujah. If you're going to enlarge in 2021, you've got to enlarge the place of your expectation. Don't let the expectations that, that maybe got put on pause in 2020 keep you from expecting the things that God has was stirring you when that year started. Get back the stir. Get out the stir, and uh, Pastor Andrew a couple Wednesdays ago was talking about stirring up the gift. Glory to God. Get the old stir, amen. You know, everybody's got one big spoon in the kitchen, and it's used for multiple things. It's used for stirring. It's used for correction. Hey, go get the spoon. But... But God wants us to get out the big wooden spoon and get down into the pot of his goodness. He served up a table of faithfulness, and that faithfulness has been sitting on the burner waiting for us to get to it. And he wants us to get that thing out and stir up. 
up the stir up the gifts, stir up the goodness, stir up the blessings, stir up the faithfulness that he's got prepared for us and let the good stuff that's that's kind of gotten down around. See, we used to own an ice cream shop and the nacho cheese was like my jam. I put it on everything. I gained 14 pounds one summer. Because I was feeding on his, okay. Um, I, was, I was eating my, my wages and ice cream. But, and nacho cheese. And, and, but, you know, the, the, the nacho cheese, when it would sit there keeping warm, sometimes the good, the good stuff would get settled down on the bottom. It would kind of get thick down on the bottom. But in, before I served it, I would get that spatula, that spoon, and I would stir it up so that the heat is able to melt everything down to, to its right consistency again so that it would spread easy on the baked potatoes, so that it would spread easy on the, on the hot dogs, amen, so it would spread easy on the sandwiches, so that it was easy to delve out, glory to God, because here's the thing, if you let what's on the inside of you get down and just get sticky, it's not easy to serve it out when God says it's time to serve it out, but if you'll stir it up on the inside and get it off, get the good stuff back to the right heat consistency because the fire of God is already on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You don't need more fire. He's set a fire on the inside of you, but glory to God, go ahead and stir up that thing. Get that, get that spiritual nacho cheese to the right consistency that it's supposed to be so that you're ready to serve it up when it's time to serve it up. So that you're ready to fill that position at church when it's time to fill that position. So you're ready to minister to that coworker when it's time to bring a word. So that you're ready to share the love of God with that person in the grocery store when it's time to, ser to serve the love of God up to them. Woo! <laughs> Go stir it up. We got to stir it up. Because we, we've got some things to do, amen? Because he is. Hallelujah. Say, he is. I am, and it shall be. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Hallelujah. Glory. God is faithful. The Father is faithful. Hallelujah. Woo. It's, you know, if you, if you just feel like shouting in the middle of this or jumping up and giving God the glory, don't, you're not going to bother me one bit. Hallelujah. I said, you're not going to bother me one bit. If you get happy and you need to just celebrate, we'll stop and celebrate with you. Glory to God, because God's been faithful and good, and he's a good father, and he's worthy of the praise, and he's worthy of the honor. Hallelujah. He's been too good to just stay silent sometimes. Amen. Sometimes you just, when you're feeding on his faithfulness, it gets too good for you to, you just got to stop for a moment and be grateful. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Look. I tell you what, the other day, Joan made up some cream spinach. And I'm telling you what, I don't know what she did different that day. But that cream spinach was better than any cream spinach I had ever, ever tasted. And you know, I would take a bite and take a bite, and I couldn't just stay silent. I had to stop and say, this is the best cream spinach I've ever had. I'm telling you, I don't know what you did, but this is amazing. And then I take a few more bites, and I'm like, I'm telling you, this is fantastic. I don't, what did you do to this? I don't really want to know because there's no way I could reproduce it. I don't need to know how God does it. 
I just need to know it tastes good. Glory to God. And when I get filled up with the goodness of what he's done, glory to God, sometimes I just got to stop and talk about it. Sometimes I just got to stop and shout about it. Sometimes I just got to stop, kick off the old shoes and celebrate a little bit because he's been too good. Hey, glory to God. Hey, woo. And I'm telling you what, that cream spinach, I had to stop and talk about it. And how many of you know I didn't stop with one helping? No, because when it's good, come on, you can leave the green beans on the stove. But when the cream spinach is being served up, whoo, glory, you got to go back for more. You got to go back for more. Amen. When God says feed on his faithfulness, that doesn't mean have a sampler. He says feed on it. And when you feed on it, you realize, man, this is good. Oh, oh I don't, Father, I don't know how you did this. <laughs> I don't know how you got this done. Glory to God. But I got to stop and tell somebody it's too good to just keep silent about it. Hallelujah. And I know this just from being around good cooks. Good cooks like you to enjoy what they make. And it blesses them when somebody celebrates what they cooked. Any cooks out there agree with me? When you serve up a hot meal you put effort into and, and the table is silent and nobody says, ooh, yeah, this was good. Or Any cooks are thrilled to do it again? But when the family's like, oh, my, oh, this green chili really hit the spot this time. Hey, man, this, this pineapple casserole really hit. I'm just pulling out some of my favorites from the, from the fellowships. Hallelujah. With this, this casserole, this broccoli casserole hit the spot this time. Those cinnamon rolls really, whoa, ha, this sweet potato pie really made my day today. Glory to God. See, if we naturally like people to celebrate the things we put effort and prepared, don't you know the Father gets stirred and gets excited, glory to God, and, and it thrills him to do it again, to do it again, to do it again, to do it again when you are celebrating what he already did, glory to God. When you celebrate the hot meal he already served up, glory to God, it gets him ready to do it again the next time. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> We're made like our daddy. Glory to God. And if we appreciate it, he appreciates it. Mm. He is. I am. And it shall come to pass. Did we read Deuteronomy yet? Hallelujah. Turn over to first cream of spinach. Chapter 7, verse 9. It says, therefore, no. Therefore, no. I got stuck on that this afternoon. Therefore, no. To know. To learn to know. This is, this is what is hidden in this word. To learn to know. To perceive. To see. To find out. To discern. To, to distinguish. To know by experience. To recognize. Ooh, you better recognize. Hallelujah. <laughs> To acknowledge, to confess. Come on, that's what the Father's saying. You, therefore, know. 
He says, to consider, to know, to be acquainted with, to know personally and intimately, to be skillful, to have knowledge of and be wise. Come on, think about all that. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. He is God. He is the one that made heaven and earth. He is the one that created all that we see. He is the one that, ha- that spoke the worlds into existence. He is God. Amen. And, and if he is glory to God, then there ought to, we, there's a response to the fact of who he is. And he is God. Amen. Sometimes we forget that, that, that yes, he is Father and yes, he is Lord, but he is God. He is the one who did it all. He is the one that spoke it all into existence and it's still out there producing glory to God by one word of his mouth let there be light and light just keeps on going he is God he is the one that has the say so he's the one that has the final word he is the one that's worthy of worship just because of who he is he is the God of all creation amen he's the one that owns a cattle on a thousand hill (laughs) he is God it says Therefore, know that the Lord, your God, he's my God. He's your God. The Lord, know, be intimately acquainted with, recognize, be, be, be uh, 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 discerning and wise and know by experience that your God, he is God. And it says, it says that, um, it says right here, it says, he is God, the faithful God. Hallelujah. He is God. Amen. He is your God, but he is the faithful God. Hallelujah. He is the one who who has created all, but he is the one that is faithful to you. Amen. See, what am I talking about? I'm talking about stirring some things up about what he is. Glory to God so that our expectation can be realigned with his plan and his purpose. So we can pick back up some of the things that you may have set down. Come on, if God spoke to you about some financial goals and and some financial things in in the beginning of 2020, don't just put those aside because you don't think things are going to go like you thought they were. Check with the Spirit of God. Yield to Him. Learn to, to listen to what He's saying about the situation and step out in faith on what He's saying, not on what the forecast of, of things are saying. God can prosper in any economy. God can prosper under any administration. God can prosper in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024. Glory to God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He is the I am that I am, and he hasn't fell off the throne or changed his mind about you. Glory to God. Whether there is a pandemic, not a pandemic, whether it is an epidemic or not an epidemic, whether they're making decisions good or making decisions bad, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed one iota. He's not planning on changing. He's not going to change he is I am glory to God and it shall be he is oh glory to God he's my God he's my faithful father hallelujah he is turns out turn over to 
well, you don't even have to turn it over. I'll just quote it. I just said, just said it. Hebrews 13, 8, if you're taking notes, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, for, and forever. He is the same. Glory to God. But James chapter 1 and verse 17 and 18 says, every good and perfect gift. Amen. Every good and every perfect gift. Every good and every perfect gift. Glory to God. Don't get it twisted. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is not even a variation or even a shadow of turning. Glory to God. On His own will, He brought us forth from the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. Glory to God. All on His own. All on his own, he decided he was going to bring us forth. Glory to God. And all on his own, he decided he's not going to change. I'm talking about God. (laughs) I'm just going to celebrate. Y'all can join me if you want. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. Father, I thank you. Woo. Praise God all on his own. Amen. He is a word and a covenant keeper. (laughs) I like what Pastor Greg said this morning. Billy Bob didn't make these promises to us down the road. I've had Billy Bob down the road tell me he's going to do some things. They didn't necessarily come to pass. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I'll mow your yard. Then they don't show up, right? But Billy Bob's not... Not who's making these promises. Uh, Turn back over to to Deuteronomy there. It says, therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those that love him and keep his commandments. Do you love him? Oh, we just got got done singing a song. Oh, I, I just came to tell you I love you, Lord. I love you. Glory to God. You know what God says back in return? I'm keeping covenant with you. I'm keeping covenant. I'm keeping my word with you. Every time you say I love you, Lord, he says not only do I love you, but because I love you, I'm a covenant keeper, and I can't help but fulfill my covenant in your life because you love me, because you came to worship. I came to fulfill a covenant. Woo. He's a covenant-keeping God mm, for a thousand generations. I, don't, I didn't study out how long that is, but I reckon it's a pretty long time. A thousand generations. It, it says he keeps uh, his covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. He's a, he's a merciful God. Anybody grateful? We, we read last week in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. To get mercy and help. Hallelujah. In the time of need. Glory to God. Man, I love that. God just squashes any lie from the enemy when he gave us that verse. There's not a lie that can keep you out of the throne room because God said, I'm not only full of grace, I didn't, I'm not only sitting on a throne of grace, unmerited favor that causes you to leap out of where you are into what I've called you to be, but I'm also here delving out mercy. I'm here delving out help. Woo, hallelujah. In the time of perfection, in the time of getting it always right, In the time of need. Don't buy the lie. It's time to step back because I'm in a place of need. No, it's time to press in. It's time to move in. It's time to recognize he is God. 
and he makes the rules. I didn't come up with come boldly to the throne and get grace and help. Billy Bob didn't come up with that. God came up with that. He set that rule. He set that place. When he gave Jesus, he said, I want a pathway straight into my throne room for my children. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pave it with the blood of my son. Glory to God. So that every step that my children come in, they come in under the righteousness of, uh, of Christ Jesus. They come in under the authority of my son. They come in with the grace and the help that, that my, the blood of my son provides. Glory to God. So when they get to the throne room, he's not aggravated to see you. He's happy to see you. <laughs> come, that's why we can come boldly. Hallelujah to the throne. The, pay, the, the path has been made, glory to God, by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah, that was shed. Huh? And it paves a beautiful path right into the throne of the Father. He said, not only do I want you to come boldly, I've actually reserved a seat for you right here at my right hand. I'm talking about God, y'all. I'm talking about God. See, sometimes we forget who set this up, who decided that this was going to be the way it is. Whew. Man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful I didn't decide it. I'm grateful I didn't come up with the plan. Because my plan would have never reached. It would have never happened. It would have never lasted. But when God, the creator of all things, comes up with a plan, glory to God, it is unshakable. It, it, it is for eternal purposes. Glory to God. And it cannot be shaken. It cannot be changed. And it cannot be moved. He set it in, in more than stone. He set it in the blood of Jesus. He set it in, etern in eternity. He set it by his word. Glory to God. And it is forever. Hallelujah. You forever have an invitation from the Father to come boldly into the throne of His mercy and grace. Hallelujah. To obtain help. Glory to God. He's merciful. Psalms chapter 86 and verse 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. <laughs> abundant in mercy and truth. I'm talking about God's type of abundance. See, see, that's why, why I feel like the Lord spoke. He is. Because when we go back and we, and we, and we recognize what, what is the measuring stick we're talking about. What are we measuring abundant in mercy? Not what I consider abundant in mercy. Not what you consider abundant in mercy. But what the God who paves streets with gold considers abundant in mercy. We're talking about the father who, who, who doesn't know anything but increase. He doesn't know anything but abundance. He doesn't know anything but it just keeps getting better and better and better. It just keeps increasing and moving forward because I spoke it. He's abundant in mercy. He said he's abundant in mercy. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Father, for being abundant in mercy. Mm. <laughs> Glory. That'll make you happy. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. 
because of his great love with which he loved us. <laughs> glory. <laughs> oh, glory. But God, who is rich in mercy. I, I think I just read someone just became the first trillionaire. I don't remember who it was. Um, somebody rich. <laughs> Hey, glory. But you know, even someone who is a trillionaire in, in, in the natural, and maybe, maybe I read that wrong, I don't know, but, but billionaire, let's just say you got $100 billion, we would consider that rich, right? Huh? Solomon had $200 billion. Two tri- oh, that's, maybe that's what I'm remembering, your message on... How to be a trillionaire. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For the recording, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, he, he brought out that Solomon on a Wednesday night w- had $2 trillion. Richest man to ever exist. I mean, silver became worthless under his reign. So we get a little glimpse on earth of what God considers rich when he said, I'm going to make you rich. Right? To Solomon. So we get a little glimpse of what what God considers rich. And he says, I'm rich in mercy. I'm rich in mercy. I'm rich in mercy. Failure becomes worthless under his reign. Because he's so rich in mercy. Mistakes become worthless under his reign. Worthless of even mentioning hallelujah other than Lord forgive me. Oh, well, you know what? I happen to be rich in mercy. Hallelujah. Here you go. I'll dole out some mercy. Glory to God because I've got plenty of that laying around. So much that your failure doesn't even compare to my mercy. Your mistake doesn't even hold a candle to my mercy because I'm so, I'm so rich in mercy. Glory to God. There's nothing you can bring to the throne that my rich mercy can't give help to. Hey, glory to God. That means if you've wasted a week, a month, or a year, or ten years, glory to God. He's rich in mercy and rich in help. Why? Because we twisted his arm? No, because of his great love with which he loved you. <laughs> he chose it. God decided it. Glory to God. Woo. I might just break out and receive some more mercy tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He, he, we already said this, but he is the faithful God. Second Timothy. I'm just, I'm just laying some groundwork of who he is. He is the faithful God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful because why? He can't deny himself. Glory to God. He's not going to deny himself, so he's going to remain faithful to you even if you decide to be faithless. Glory to God. But like I said last week, we're made in his image, so we don't have to stay on the side of faithless. We can get on the side of faithful. Hallelujah. Because we're made in his image. We're made in his likeness. We're made just like our daddy. Glory to God. So faithfulness is actually stirring on the inside. I'd even dare say we're rich in faithfulness. But sometimes you got to tap into that well. Glory to God. Amen. You know, there's sometimes oil under the ground and you don't know it. But when you tap into it, it starts bubbling forth. And you find out there's actually a rich well of oil somewhere down there. 
Come on, if you, don't, if you haven't found yourself faithful, start tapping into his faithfulness that's down on the inside. Glory to God. And watch what comes bubbling forth. Hallelujah. Amen. It says over in um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope, because with, uh, without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. This is who he is. He is, we sang about it, he's a healer, he's a deliverer, he's, he's a way maker, amen. Let's get over to who I am. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. You are, so you're taking notes, you are created in his image. You are, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a, and a hope. I am destined. I have a destiny. Amen. I am chosen, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Glory to God. I am chosen. I am a new creation. Glory to God. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone, therefore, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, glory to God, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Glory to God. You are a new creation. I am a new creation. You are a son. You are a daddy, a daughter. Glory to God. And your daddy takes care of you. John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, But as many as received him. He gave the right. Woo, pastor talked about some rights that we had this morning. You know, you got a right because you received Jesus to be a son and a daughter. Son or a daughter. You can't be a son and a daughter. Let me just clarify that. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. But you have a right, glory to God, to be a son. You have a right to be a daughter. The same way you have a right to march boldly into the throne. My God. My Father, He decided this. He, he gave me the right. Talking about governing authorities, there is no higher authority. There is no higher, higher law. There is no higher word. Come on, I'm just painting a picture so that we see exactly who laid these laws down, who gave us these rights, who said these things, glory to God, so that when the lies of the enemy say, oh, you know, you hadn't been praising like you needed to. Oh, you, you know you ain't been reading your Bible like you needed to. Pat, that's why pastor's preaching to you this week. Anyone ever heard those lies whispered in your ear? And then when it's time to, to, to set aside time to get in his presence, all of a sudden the, the, these accusing voices came. Man, you, get, you ought to stand up straight, glory to God, and say, no, 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 no. The God of all creation, hallelujah. The God, my God, he is God, glory to God. And he gave me a right to just march boldly. Not to slink in, not to, not to ease my way in, but to march boldly into the throne. And I'm coming boldly, Father, not because of who I am, but because of the law that you laid down for me. Because of the rights and the privileges you gave me. Because of your decision, you decided I could come. So I come on boldly, glory to God. 
I'll tell you this, that, that lying voice won't be able to stay long. You start talking like that, that gets the lying voice out of the room quick. And all of a sudden, who you really are begins to get stirred on the inside. Glory to God. And you start feeling like who God actually made you to be. <laughs> because feelings, see, they're terrible leaders, but they're great followers. When you start pointing them in the right direction, your feelings catch up with the truth. Oh, watch out. <laughs> you start feeling like a Christian because you've already started acting like one. Hey, hey. You have a right to be a son. You have a right to be a daughter. Hallelujah. I got a right to be here. Amen. You can't push me out. I got a right to be here. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. It says, uh, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Woo, glory to God. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. The spirit himself. Not, not a, a friend of the spirit. Not a neighbor of the Spirit. Glory to God. Not the Spirit's homeboy from down the road. No, the Spirit himself. Hallelujah. Came on the inside. What For what purpose? To bear witness with our spirits that we are sons of the living God. Oh. Woo. <laughs> yes. He came to move in. Glory to God. To bear witness with our spirit that we are children. And if children... He could have stopped it at a child. He could have stopped it being a son. He could have stopped it being a daughter, but he made us heirs. He, he could have stopped there, but he said, no, I'm not, I'm not just calling you back in the family. I'm giving you the full inheritance that always belonged to you. <laughs> oh, glory to God. He is. I am, and it shall be. Glory to God. I need to hurry up here. Hallelujah. Is this all right tonight? Is this stirring anybody up? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're taking notes, but point number three, it shall be. Hallelujah. A response of faith and obedience to who he is and who you are will cause manifestation to take place every time. I said a response of faith and obedience to who he is. And to who you are will bring a manifestation every time, without a doubt. And in fact, the Spirit of God began to deal, deal with me today. He said, if you will begin to magnify and exalt who I am and exalt who I've made you to be. Why do we have a vision that, that causes people to come out of darkness, but also to, to know about their inheritance? Because it's actually... Part of magnifying him is magnifying what he's done. Going back to the cream spinach. Part of magnifying what a good cook Joan is, is me magnifying how good the spinach is. I'm actually bringing glory to Joan, right? Not glory, glory. But I'm bringing honor to Joan about her cooking because I'm celebrating what she's put in front of me. Don't miss this. Because if you are just celebrating because you wanted to eat, if you're just celebrating because you were hungry, then, 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 then that's, that's a shallow level of celebration. But if your celebration is because of how good it is, because you know how good they are, then you're bringing glory and honor to the Father. You're bringing glory and honor to Him as you're also glorifying what He's done. Then when you're celebrating the victory, you're not celebrating the victory selfishly. You're enjoying the victory because you know how good your father is. 
And it points you back to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Over in 2 Chronicles, and I'll, I'll just close with this because I think this is a good uh, example. 2 Chronicles, and we'll go to chapter 20. Verse, uh, I won't read all of it because you know the story, but Jehoshaphat. So glad my mom and dad didn't name me Jehoshaphat. They could have named Jehoshaphat Skinny, and maybe that. Jehoshaphat good looking. But Jehoshaphat, come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> it's all right to laugh in church. Amen. Verse 6, it says, so you know the, you know the story. Armies came up against the, the, uh, Israel, and, and, and Jehoshaphat was in charge of deciding what was going to happen. And it says here, it says um, uh, that Jehoshaphat, in verse 6, it says, this is what his response was. He said, oh, Lord God, our Father. Oh, Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Notice what he started to do. He started to, to tell who God is. Oh, Lord God of our fathers, are you not the God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Woo! You know, I've noticed when you, when you start asking God, aren't you? Didn't you say? He loves that. Because it starts to stir him up about, ooh, yeah, he's remembering what I said. He's remembering what I said I would do. Glory to God. And he says, aren't you God in heaven? Don't you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And isn't in your hand there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Glory to God. He started to talk about who God is. And he said, are you not our God? See, now he's relating not only who God is, but his relation to God. See, you're not just God of the kingdoms and the heavens, and, and, but, but aren't you also our God? See, this is the highest and best of their time. They didn't have a son-daughter relation. They didn't have a come boldly. This, but this was their version of coming boldly right here. He said, he said uh, are you not our God? Who, then he starts talking about what he does. Amen. Who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave to the descendants of Abraham your friend. Glory to God forever. <laughs> glory to God forever. Hallelujah. Your friend forever. He's saying not only were you God then and not only were you his God, but you're our God because you said you'd be, Father. Remember? Remember you said you'd be Abraham's God forever and his people, his descendants? He's saying, not only are you God, but you're my God. He's calling on the covenant. Glory to God. And God doesn't get offended when you call on the covenant because he's a covenant keeper. He doesn't get offended when you call on the covenant. He's actually looking to perform the covenant in you. Woo, he said he, uh, 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 the scriptures say that he's actually looking to bless us. Why? To confirm the covenant. He's interested in performing his side of the covenant. Right? Glory. I don't even know where I was. I got so excited. Hallelujah. In verse 14, so they, so they basically continue to say like, hey, God, this is who you are. This is what you've done. Won't you do it again? Say, do it again. 
Do it again. When you start celebrating the cream spinach, glory to God, there's, there's, there's hope that it's going to happen again. Glory to God. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tasted it, but Pastor Angel makes a mean peanut butter pie. Glory to God. And every once in a while when favor shines on me after years of, of begging and, and pleading, she'll sometimes bring me a piece. Glory to God. And I celebrate it because I'm hoping it'll happen again. But I don't have a covenant for peanut butter pie. <laughs> Unfortunately. But I do have a covenant with God. And it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord, verse 14, came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, the son of Billy Bob, uh, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you uh, Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. They just got done celebrating who God was, telling God, reminding him of what he likes to do. Then the Spirit of God comes upon the prophet and declares, guess what, guys? This battle is not on you, it's going to be on me. The covenant-keeping the creator, the one who drove out all the inhabitants in the first place. Come on, do it again, God. <laughs> do it again. What you did before, do it again. Glory to God. Fulfill your covenant. Hallelujah. And it says here in verse 17, it says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Man, this is such a redemptive, redemptive truth in, the, in this Old Testament verse. It says, you don't need to fight in this battle, but position yourselves. Hallelujah, I don't even have to fight in the battle because God's already won the victory. The Lord has already accomplished the victory. All I got to do is position myself. Just get in position. Get out of offense and get into position. Get out of your head and get in position. Get out of effort and get into position. It says just position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation and how many of you know, because they, they then responded out of faith and obedience. They believed what the Lord said, and they responded in kind. We, we see over in, in verse 21, it says, And when they consulted with the people, he appointed those that should sing to the Lord and to, who should praise the beauty of his... What are they doing? They're magnifying him. They're out there just magnifying him, giving him glory, giving him the praise. I love you. I just came to tell you I love you, Lord. That's what they're out there doing. Lord, I, be magnified. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, I came to exalt you. That's all they're doing. They're, they position themselves where they're supposed to be and honored and exalted who he is. Shoo. They said, as they went out before the army and they were saying, praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise. See, God is so amazing. Our father is such a genius. He actually has hidden in praise and worship the key to victory. But when we step over and begin to exalt him and forget about the battle that's out in front of us and just truly exalt him, it actually gives him then the permission to send the ambushes. As you're just getting caught up with him, Lord, you're so good. You know what? I'm not worried about that need. 
I'm not. See, that's faith. When you can set aside the need and praise him for the beauty of his holiness, on a Sunday morning, when, the, when you looked at the bill right before you walked out of, the, out of the house, or you opened the mail right before Wednesday night church, and you're like, but you set that aside in faith. You come, and you come and you worship. You come and you praise. You come and you draw on his anointing. You come and listen with hungry hearts. You come to fellowship uh, uh, where he's called you to fellowship. You get in position. Not because you're trying to get a need met, because of the beauty of his holiness, because he is God, because he is faithful, because he is good, because you've seen him do it a thousand times before. Hallelujah. There's no need to be concerned about what's, what, how he's going to do it. Glory to God. Just sit and enjoy the cream of spinach. Glory to God, because he's got good things in store to come. Amen. Feeding on his faithfulness, celebrating the beauty of his holiness. And watch what happens. I mean, we know the story, but it bears repeating. And I'm wrapping up with this. Somebody say amen. If I get enough amens, I might just do it. Uh, verse 25, it says, when Jehoshaphat, well, let me just say this. It says, uh, now when they began to sing and to praise, verse 22, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. And it says um, here, so when, in verse 24, so when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked forward to the mul- toward the multitude, and there were dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. I'm telling you what, while you're magnifying and celebrating who he is and being grateful and thankful for who you are, it's coming to pass. Right in the middle of that praise, right in the middle of that worship. I'm telling you what. God is setting ambushes. His angels are working. The, th- the things that he said are st- coming to pass. Glory to God. As we continue to magnify and glorify him, glory to God, then he's able to be at work. Hallelujah. And it says, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil. I like that. Came to take away their spoil. God said, it's my battle, but it's your spoil. I mean, look at our father. I'll take the, I got a deal for you. Because I'm a covenant keeping God, I'll take the battle and and you get the spoil. I mean, come on, y'all. What kind of father does that? Glory to God. He's better than a father than I am. Amen. Paul said amen. All right. Because I'm going to want a little, right? It's so good. He said, you, you, you give me the battle, I'll take the spoil. And it says, they found among them in abundance of valuables and precious jewelry. I mean, they thought, they thought the battle w- was going to be for their detriment, but God turned it for their good. He said, he not only said, you'll get to keep the spoil, I'm actually going to influence all these guys to bring out their jewelry to battle. They wore their bling to battle. That doesn't even make sense, right? And they're all laying there, and there's an abundance of blessing that had come out, not because they, with effort, tried to fight the battle hard, because they got into position and magnified the Lord. 
They magnified who he is. They reminded him of who they were, reminded themselves of who they were, got into position, and watched what God would do. I tell you what, the biggest strategy of the enemy is to tear down your belief about who God is. And if he can't get you there, he'll start working on who you are. And if that doesn't work, he'll get you in pride and get you out of your position. There's the th three big strategies. I'm sure there's others. That's not an exhaustive list. But, but I've, those are three things I've seen the enemy try to work in. And why is that? Because he's trying to keep it, the spoil. For the spoil belongs to you. <laughs> Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm going to go and get my spoil this year. Hallelujah. I'm going to get the spoil of his blessing. I'm going to get the spoil of relationship with the Father. I'm going to get the spoil of the glory of God coming and making manifest in this house. I'm going to get the glory, hallelujah, that it belongs to us. Hallelujah. I'm going to get the spoil out and about of the people I'm supposed to minister to. I'm going to get the spoil. Glory to God. You're going to get the spoil of your workplace. Hallelujah. There's an inheritance. God is so good. Hallelujah. And I could go, I mean, I've got like eight other examples of him doing this, but we don't have time tonight. But God is so good. Amen. And, this, and it said they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Let me tell you this by the Spirit of God. There is spoil for 2021 that was left over from 2020 that you didn't collect. That God has just been sitting out there. Hallelujah. So don't, don't get out of position. Don't quit glorifying the Lord. In fact, stay in your position. Get planted in your position and begin to glorify the Lord. Amen. And he'll reveal where the spoils are. And then you'll go out and you might be three days collecting all the spoil. Glory to God. You might, you might, it may take you into 2022 collecting all the spoil that God has prepared for you. Whew, glory. Glory. I don't know why the Lord won't leave me, uh, leave me alone about it, but... It, I, let me just talk to the 65 and older crew. God has spoil for you in the next season of your life. He has spoil for you to collect. Glory to God. He has spoil for you. Don't give up. Don't give, don't get, give in. Glory to God. Don't let go of the dream. Don't let go of the vision. Don't let go of the plan. Don't let go of the purpose. Don't let go of your desires. Don't let go of your family. Don't let go of the purpose. Don't let go of what the Word of God has said to you. Glory to God. Because the, the game's not over. Hallelujah. The game's not over. There's more in store for you. There's more spoiled get hallelujah Woo. boy if I was under 65 I'd be celebrating with them hallelujah oh glory hallelujah hey Woo. hey because we know one thing God's no respecter of persons Mm. Hey. <laughs> Let me can I read one more scripture? I'm really only asking pastor. Hallelujah. I I marked it so I, the Lord brought me this during worship. 
And it says, Moses, this is Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 7. It says, Moses was 120 years old when he died. So I don't know any 120-year-old that's been here yet. But he says this, his eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor even diminished. Not even diminished. That's old covenant. That means your ideas, your blessing, your thought process, your ways of increase, anything that the Lord's talked to you about, they do not have to diminish. In fact, God has not designed them to diminish. Keep your faith turned on. Keep your expectancy high. And watch what spoils God will bring in for you. Don't let go and say, well, I'm nearing this age, so I ought to do this or I ought to do that. If God's saying it, then do it. If God's not saying, then don't do it. And don't turn off your expectancy no matter what God's saying. Turn it up. Man, we, we ought to have, have a crew of 65 years and older that are blazing on fire for God, whose strength is not diminished, not even diminished, not even diminished, go, not even diminished, glory to God, not even waning a little bit, glory to God, but the, they're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, glory to God. They're, they, they may be well advanced in years, but they're well advanced in glory. They're well advanced in wisdom. They're well advanced in joy. They're well advanced in strength. They're well advanced in blessing. Come on, don't let this earth dictate how you spend your season. Don't let this world tell you how you're going to have your season. Hallelujah, don't let go. Don't let go. The Lord sent me here tonight to say, don't let go. Don't let go. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Father, we just declare, if you're under 65, let's just agree in faith right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare over every single person that you're highlighting tonight. And we set our agreement with them that, Father, their last days that are, that are, long, uh, that are long still, glory to God, but their, their season, their, their final years, their golden years, yeah, ha, ha, yeah, the world got it right there where it said golden years because the Father has golden things planned for those years. Oh, He's got golden things in store, and it's full of glory, and it's full of power, and it's full of might. And so, Father, we set our agreement with you tonight. And we declare that this church will be a shining example of what glory the seniors walk in. What kind of glory, what kind of blessing, what kind of wisdom. And Father, us that are, that are younger, Father, we'll draw from it, but we'll not just draw from it, we'll put an expectation for it. Hallelujah. And you shall fulfill what you have said because you are a covenant-keeping father. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. 
If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.